Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button today to Edge God In, to your mind, your will, and emotions. Our mission here at Edge Got In is to champion your human potential in Christ. And that can only be done by grounding our identity in the power of the Holy Spirit and who God says we are not who we think we should be or when we step out of authenticity trying to figure out what other people want us to be. It's all about who God says we are and our calling in him and through him. This actually, the ramification, when we really do sink into that truth that God has plans for us, he adores us, we're created for him, for his work on this world, in this world. One of the major ramifications or or perhaps we can call it a gift, a major gift is that we don't worry about what people think of us because we're focused on our commanding officer, as St. Paul says. We're focused on being attentive, sitting at the feet of Jesus as Mary did. What do you want me to do next, Lord? Who do you want me to speak to? What do you want me to say? What don't you want me to say? He will never leave us empty-handed when we seek the things that God desires to give us, those things which will ultimately carry us out and up from the muck of the world. So thank you for joining us today. Our topic is entitled, How to Handle the Unknown. Basically, how to handle not knowing what's next. Perhaps you're in a situation where you're in transition, or perhaps you're not quite there at the crossroads, yet you feel the rumblings of a transition ahead. And along with that, there's a little of anxiety that comes along with not knowing, am I going to be safe? Can I handle this? So the title, How to Handle Not Knowing What's Next, will be our topic of discussion today. Our learning objective is simply that at the end of today's podcast, you will have explored three steps, three specific steps based on scripture to help you find peace and connection in the midst of not knowing what's next, right? We have so many incredible examples throughout the scriptures where groups of people, individuals had no idea. <laughs> what was going to happen next. All they got was the message, pick up your mat and go. This is where I want you to head, leave your family, bring your family, head in this direction. Uh, trust me on this. You're going to give birth to the son of God. And you're going to go visit Elizabeth because she's pregnant too, with the one who's going to prepare the way for the Lord. So many times we just get small directives, right? Sometimes big directives, like in, it was the case for Mary, it was the case for Abraham, Moses. And I'd like to extend that to you personally today. God has incredible plans for you. Perhaps you're in a place right now where you feel disconnected from that sense of interior drive and purpose. And I'd like to propose to you just a simple three-phrase statement around your purpose. Know what you're good at. 
If you don't know what you're good at, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you your gifts and talents. Invite the Holy Spirit to give you clarity on that. Lord, what am I good at? What do I know that I know that it's like breathing? I lose track of time when I do these activities. And I walk away with a profound sense of peace, gratitude, and purpose whenever I do these specific activities. It's like breathing for me. Perhaps you recognize a talent when you get frustrated when someone else doesn't have it. That's another way it shows up, kind of a backdoor way. Know what you're good at. And then invite the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how you can use what you're good at to help other people. Know what you're good at. Figure out how to use that to help other people. And then your purpose is put into motion. Let's jump in. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, sweet Jesus, thank you that you have plans to prosper us. Thank you that you speak to us, sometimes in a very small whisper. Go here, do this, stop doing that, start doing this. Help us to be attentive to your voice and quick to respond, quicker today than yesterday. When we hear those small directives and we feel it inside by the power of the Holy Spirit, guiding us, directing us, Give us the grace of the pause. We're rushing around so quickly through life. Many times we do things thinking it's what you want us to do, when in reality it's what other people want us to do. So give us wisdom around our gifts. Show us what we're good at so that we can stay on track and not get hijacked by the next shiny object or opportunity for glory, for our own glory. We're here to bring you, you glory. So show us what that looks like moving forward. I pray that the words in my mouth, meditations in my heart would be acceptable in your sight for the edification of everyone that is tuning in today. That when they walk away from today's podcast, they would have a little more clarity around their purpose and their next step. And in the meantime, even if it's still a little foggy, that they would reconnect to that profound peace that passes all human understanding, even in the midst of not knowing what's next. Help us to be faithful in the moment and obedient to you, whatever you call us to do. One thing is very clear, Lord. You call us to love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors ourselves. That's a clear directive every day. Love God, love people. Show us how that will take root in our lives and what you want us to do with that moving forward with the gifts and talents you've given us. In your most precious name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Perhaps you've heard this parable before. Jesus is laying out um, several different directives in chapter 7. He speaks about not judging other people. The measure you judge, you will be judged. Talks about not casting your pearls in front of pigs. He then moves on to talking about ask and it will be given to you. Press down, running over into your lap. He talks about recognizing the fruit. And also he talks about, hey, when the rubber meets the road, there are going to be some people I won't even know at the end of this journey. 
And then he gets to this small but powerful parable. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and then and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great, great crash. So reading in context, which I'm a big fan of doing, Jesus has laid out as well as in, in chapter six, he's been laying out the, the, the dissertation uh, pretty, pretty clearly. Lord's Prayer, laying up your treasures, fasting, not to be anxious about tomorrow, don't judge other people, ask, it will be given to you, seek, knock, the golden rule, the tree and the fruit, I never knew you. And now he's saying, hey, I've, I've basically, he's giving a gift stop here. I've said a lot. And anyone who puts these words to practice of mine, don't judge other people. Ask God for the things he desires to give you. Um, he's inviting us here, my friends, to build on the rock, to build our identity on the rock. And this is the first scripture. And the first point of today's three steps that you'll walk away with, the first step is to reflect on your faithful files. Reflect on your faithful files. What does that mean? God has been walking with you for quite some time, whether you're aware of it or not. Life pulls us forward, screams us forward many times. When we take a gift stop, get off the stage of the drama, step away from the person we think the world wants us to be and lean into who God is calling us to be. We're in a position then to reflect on our faithful files. Those are those files, those moments in life where God proved his faithfulness to you. So a little earth school practice, and perhaps this is your one big takeaway from today's podcast. After today's podcast, just take a moment with a blank piece of paper and write down all those times when you know that you know that God was faithful to you or perhaps faithful to someone you know. Get that evidence on one sheet of paper. Because when the mind gets sucked into the animal planet zone, Gollum in the cave, clinging to the ring, why is this happening? I don't know what's next. I'm freaking out. Help me, God, I'm sinking. When we find ourselves in that space, we have the opportunity to talk back to that place of that impoverished place and view of reality with the word of God. Lord, I want to build on the rock. Remind my mind of what my soul always knows. You're faithful. So even though I don't know what's next, I know that you know, and that's enough for me. So give me my next charge forward, my next step. I was speaking to a colleague this week, a dear friend and colleague. Hopefully I'll get her on, on, on another extension of today's topic to talk about just stepping forward What's your next step? Take one step forward. What is that going to be for you today? And perhaps it's just simply being faithful 
to God in the moment and obedient to what he is asking you to do, to use your gifts and talents to love the people in front of your face. And then just keep asking, seeking and knocking. Lord, I know you got something else. Show me what that is. And I'll be faithful right here, right now, just like many of the examples in the scriptures. Build on the rock. So that when those storms of not knowing, and not knowing is a storm, my friends, causes a lot of anxiety because it's a loss of power. And we all have our own levels of feeling safe, connected to what we feel we can control. So when you're tossed into the waves of helplessness, you come to the end of yourself. I don't know what to do here. And I don't know where to go next, really. I just know that I'm feeling a disruption in my soul. And God is leading me somewhere. Be attentive and persistent in your prayer. As Jesus said, it's that persistence that got that man up in the house to open the door. So ask, seek, and knock. First step for us to reflect on when it comes to handling, not knowing what's next. Second step comes from a very familiar parable as well in the Gospel of Matthew. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 14. And we will, by the way, post, as we do with all of the podcasts, we'll post the scriptures that we're using in today's podcast at edgegodin.com. You'll see just a little dissertation around uh, some support resources you can grab a hold of, as well as um, the scriptures that we're referencing. So Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 22, ending at verse 33, Jesus walks on water. Now, this is one of those stories that personally I feel we, we, we can't hear enough of, simply because <laughs> we start out with that confidence of just keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. And that lasts us, hopefully, more today than yesterday. And then the waves start crashing in, right? And it takes our focus away from focusing on Jesus. And a perfect example of this is, is the book of Jonah. I recently read through the book of Jonah and the book of Job this week. They both have something in common. They both were attached to something. And God wanted to free them from that. For Jonah, it was he was he was attached to needing to know why things were happening the way they were, because he's like, hey, I, I've been faithful. Uh, Job 20, um, the end of Job 20, he goes on and asks why several times. Why is this happening? Why are you doing this? So perhaps you go there. Some people don't. Some people do. Either way, it's an attachment to needing to know why. You can extend that to also, I need to know how things are going to turn out or where I'm going in order for me to feel safe. That's when we get disconnected. Because in Christ, we are constantly safe in life and in death, in knowing and in not knowing, in being here or being there. As Paul says, whether I have plenty, whether I have nothing, whether I'm imprisoned, whether I'm not imprisoned. Either way, Christ is my rock and glorified in all of it. So Jonah was attached. And this is the second step. Release your attachments. So ask the Holy Spirit, what are my attachments here? Now, 
Peter in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32, he was attached to the boat, right? But Jesus had better plans. He wanted to take him out of his comfort zone, so to speak, as we say in Sherpa coaching. So he wanted to get him, get him into that learning zone and panic zone. That's the best place for our foot to be is the learning and the panic zone, half on the learning zone, half on the panic zone. Uh, I've never walked on water before, Lord. And um, I'm up for it. Let's do this. So he first had to step out of his comfort zone. And perhaps that's where you're at today. Perhaps you're in a comfort zone, right? You're familiar with this. You've been doing something your whole life for so long that you've attached your sense of safety to it, right? I know I've done that. And Jesus is calling you out of your comfort zone to put your place, your foot on the place of a learning and a panic zone. So imagine Peter. I mean, I, I just, I just know I kind of have a, a love hate relationship with the ocean. <laughs> I grew up on the water. So uh, when Jaws came out, that ruined it for me. So my mind kind of wanders. However, he had to get over his fear and perhaps he felt the fear and did it anyway, right? Do it afraid as Joyce Myers says, he got out of the boat, starts walking. And interestingly enough, this happened in the fourth watch of the night. This is a point I, I just wanted to bring up here. The Romans divided the night into four watches. The fourth watch was the final watch of the night, the final part of the night before the sun rose. So they had been out there on the water for the entire night, right? And beaten by the waves and the wind was against them. So perhaps that's how you feel today, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ. You've been, you're feeling as if the waves have been beating against you for quite some time and you're tired and you're exhausted. The wind makes you tired, metaphorically speaking, and you don't know what's next. And Jesus came to them. He comes to you today, walking on water. But when the disciples saw him walking, they thought it was a ghost, right? It's a ghost. They cried out in fear. Verse 27, but immediately, this is the, this is the word immediately, right? Jesus spoke, take heart, it is I, don't be afraid. Peter answered, Lord, if it's you, command me to walk on water. So a prayer that you can, you can pray, praying the scriptures is very powerful. So if you're in a place of having some anxiety and a little worry, getting up at night, not knowing what's next, pray these scriptures, use these words, Lord, I know you're here. I know you're coming to me. Feels like the fourth watch of the night. I'm exhausted. Command me to come to you over these waters of not knowing. Command me. I give you permission. Verse 29, Jesus says, come. One word. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Again, fear, sabotaging his faith. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Use those words. Lord, I don't know what's next. No idea. I feel like I'm sinking and not knowing. And I'm panicked. Jonah felt that way. Verse 20, Lord, why is this happening? I don't know. Lord, save me. Again, Jesus uses the same word that he used in verse 27. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? They got into the boat and the wind died down. They got into the boat. And they worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Why not start the worship now? Father God, for by your cross and resurrection, you have redeemed the world. You are in charge of my life. My time, my heartbeat, my steps are in your hands. So you show me what's next. 
Help me to release, release all attachments to whatever my boat is. So what is your boat today that you're clinging to? The need to know how this is going to turn out. The need to know if you're going to hear back from someone, right? Or a door will be opened. Or how you're going to handle transition. I've been doing this for so long. Who would I be if I'm not doing this? That's another thing we get attached to. Is our identity attached to doing something for so long? Jesus is so cool about things like this because there's no there's no time when he calls you. Get up, take up your mat and go. Come. No lag time. Hey, I'll give you 15 minutes to think about it. No, come now. Get out of the boat now. Follow me now. Immediately, immediately, Jesus uses the word. He steps in and, and grabs your hand. Job and Jonah. Jonah... Job was Job was the one actually. Job was the one who, in uh, Job twenty, cried out and asked why, 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 why. He was attached to the why, needing to know. Perhaps you can identify with Job. Jonah was attached to his plan, right? He didn't agree with God's plan. Go into Nineveh and witness to these people because I'm going to destroy them. Now Jonah had this this self conceit, pride stuff that overrides us constantly in our lives. It's constantly following after us. The need to be right recognized, given space, honored, all that stuff that is fleshly and holds us back. Jonah wasn't exempt from that at all. He just ran. And he said, I'm not doing that. And perhaps that's how you feel. Lord, Lord I don't want to do what I know what's next. I don't want to do that. So then again, you surrender and trust, coming back to that, letting go of your attachments and how you think things should look. And really saying, this is what I'd like to do, Lord. And if it's not your will, I give you permission to override me. So increase my desire for what you want me to do. Help me to want what you want me to want. Help me to pursue what you want me to pursue. And I give you permission to close the doors in the places you don't want me to go. And open the doors where you do want me to go. I trust you, God. I trust you. So finally, the story of Jonah gets swallowed by the whale, thrown over the boat. He finally comes back to God, goes in, does his work that God's calling him to do. And still he has hardness of heart because even after witnessing to the people of Nineveh, he goes up on a hill and, and he wants God to throw down the fire and take these people out because he's disgusted. He's disgusted with the evil that he was seeing these people do and denying God. So he wanted revenge, vengeance and uh, God had a different plan. And as Jonah was grieving over the loss of a plant that grew up, over him that God made grow up over him to shade him as he sat on the hill, stewing in the sense of wanting revenge for these people. Jonah was sad and grieved the loss of the plant, to which God replied, this is a plant that you're grieving over. I have thousands of people, thousands of people and animals in Nineveh that I desire to turn and be healed. So God's making his point at the end of of the book of Jonah, Jonah and Job, along with Matthew 14, 22 through 23. Second step, release your attachments. What's making up your boat? Where's God calling you to go? And what's holding you back from going? And perhaps you're in that space of, I have no idea where God wants me to go. Great. Do what you do know. God calls you to love him, seek him, and he calls you to use your gifts to love others. And then your purpose begins to take form. Third step is to increase discernment. I don't know where to go, God. Where do you want me to go next? Through prayer and scripture reading. 
Many times we seek discernment, oftentimes, when we don't know what's next, we, we seek counsel from every place but God, from our friends, from our counselor, from our family, from magazines, from books, self-help books. And God is not the first resource we run to. Let's flip that. Let's make God our first go-to when we don't know what's next. Lord, I thought I was going here, and I thought this is what you, what you wanted me to do, and I'm clearly seeing this drawing up. Where do you want me to go? Because I know you've given me these gifts and talents. Or perhaps you're in the space of, I don't really know what my talents are, but, but I know you've blessed me with talents, dear God. So show me what those are, and show me where you want me to help your people to bring you glory. Because that's my purpose. That's, by the way, that's why we're here in case you forgot that today. I need to remind myself of this daily. I'm not here for me. So cool thing is with that is then if people insult you or say things against you or sharp against you, whatever it is, you don't have to take it personally because you're here for God. So he'll take care of it. Something upsets you that someone else does or says, just simply say, Lord, you take care of that. I trust you. You take care of that. Bless that person. Bless my enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Increase discernment, third step, through prayer and scripture reading. Some of the scriptures that are helpful during times of not knowing, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. If I don't know what I'm doing and what's next, I'm going to just dive into the word. I'm going to start with the gospel of John if I'm not familiar with the word of God and see how Jesus led his people. I'm going to ask for that same wisdom in my own life. I'm going to move to the first book of John. It's a shorter version written by the same author. My purpose is to love other people. Okay, I could do that, God. I'll take care of your work. You take care of mine. Help me to do a good job today for you. Whatever is next, I want to glorify you in the waiting. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's a promise, my friends. Pray that. Lord, I have no clue where I'm supposed to go on the path here. And you say that you will make my path straight. You also say that I will hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk in it. So I open my, my mind up, my heart up to that wisdom and that guidance. I have no clue where to go. And I don't know what my future holds. And I also know you hold my future in every step. So you show me where to go. God will carry out his purposes. He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. Philippians 1.6. Second Samuel 15 and 16. Great example of David. His son t- over, overthrows him. His son, Absalom, overthrows David, David from his throne. David is exiled out of the kingdom, right? And he continually, if you read through, just highlight in 2 Samuel 15 and 16, how many times David comes back to God. He trusts God and surrenders to do his will again and again. I'm going to trust God here. I'm going to do this and this, and God will give me guidance. He constantly goes back to God, which is why it's said, in spite of the fact that he was an adulterer and a murderer, he was a man after God's own heart. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Come back. Once again, 
and be a man or woman after God's own heart. So in review, how to handle not knowing what's next. First step, reflect on your faithful files. Take a blank piece of paper, write down all of those times when you were in a similar situation of not knowing what's next and God was faithful. He carried you through. Perhaps it was the fourth watch of the night and he carried you through. Do an identity check. What are you building your identity on? Well, I've done this my whole life. I just don't know who I would be if I did anything else. And really what you're saying in that situation is I feel comfortable. I have perfected my skill set in this area. And so I feel safe. Following Jesus, my friends, is not safe in the sense of he's constantly calling us to expansion and growth, to get out of our boat. Let me show you something that you've never done before, and I'll use your skill set in a new and refreshing way. So I do an identity check. What's making up my boat here? The foundation of your identity. What am I building my foundation on, actually, in the first one? Reflect on your faithful files. Step two, release your attachments. Read through the book of Jonah. Read through the book of Job. Job asks the question, why? Why are you doing this, God? Job 20. God answers, by the way, in Job 38. Beautiful dissertation. Doesn't answer Job's questions that he laid out in the first 37 chapters of Job. <laughs> I love that. All he does is lay out his resume, which makes you realize how small we are and how much we don't know, which the ramification of that is, you know what? I am going to trust in you. I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to trust that you do have plans for me. So that's Job and Jonah. Also, Matthew 14, 22 through 33 is your boat. What makes up your boat? Release your attachments. Third step is increase discernment through prayer and scripture reading. Focus on those, those scriptures. Psalm 119, 105, Philippians 1, 6. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, the Bible's full of it, full of guidance and wisdom in the weight, wisdom in the weight. We live in such a fast-paced society. I just got back from Europe, and again, I'm reminded, anytime I go to Europe, I'm, I'm reminded of just the reputation we have, that we're all work and no play, that we're constantly being pulled by the shiny objects, and our identity is found in, in our work not in who we are in God or the relationships that he calls us into. Wow, that's a, that's a great checkpoint for us to identify and adjust our lives so that we can build on the rock, get out of our boat, and make God's word the lamp to our feet. I'll end with a scripture that I've dismantled in other podcasts before, but Psalm 37. There are a lot of directives here, particularly verses one through nine. Do not fret. So if you're in a time of not knowing, one directive is don't fret. Lord, I'm fretting. Help me not to fret. Don't be envious of those who do wrong because they will wither. Trust in the Lord. Another directive, trust in the Lord and do good. Another directive, do good. Don't fret, trust in the Lord, do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. What is the land? The presence of God is with us at all times, simply by an open prayer. I know you're with me, God. I don't know what's next, and I know you do know what's next. So grant me peace and trust and help me to do well today.
I want to do a good job today for you, not for me, for you. So don't fret, trust, do good, dwell in the land, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He knows what you ultimately want. So Lord, I don't even know really right now what what I want. Perhaps you're in that place of not knowing. I know you know what the desires of my heart are, so make them clear to me. And in the meantime, while I wait, I'm going to delight in you. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still. Another directive. So we've got commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him again, and he'll make your righteousness shine like the dawn. Next one in verse 7, be still. Many times we get anxious not knowing, and so then we use our own efforts to just hurry about and scatter our time, attention, and talent trying to figure out what's next because we're so panicked at the thought of not being plugged in to something because it's been part of our identity. We've built on the sand. So when the sand is shifting and we're being called to a different direction, we panic because we've built on the sand rather than the rock. When our identity is firm on the rock, there's nothing to fear when the winds shift directive and it's time to come about, as we say in sailing, come about, the winds are shifting. We're turning around. We're going in a different direction. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently. Don't fret. We started this 37 with do not fret. Again, here it is. Don't fret. When men succeed in their ways, it's difficult when we're in times of not knowing, and we see people around us who are who do know from our perspective, we think they know, and they're grounded and they're succeeding in life. And we're kind of feeling like we're floundering. We're not quite sure. Don't look to the right or the left, my friends. That's their life. God has a plan for you. And this is just affirmed in here. And refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret third time. It only leads to evil. And put your hope in the Lord. So, Part of your practice, too, is to go through Psalm 37, 1 through 9, and circle every time there's a specific directive, because that's something you can do now. And know that God is with you on this journey, and he has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. Reflect on your faithful files, release your attachments, and increase discernment through prayer and scripture reading. Sweet Jesus, lead us on. Give us the grace to step out of our boat, to go wherever you want us to go, because we're here for you. We're not here on our own time. We are your ambassadors. Make your appeal through us for your glory and give us the grace to release the grip. Help us to reestablish our identity on the rock and give us discernment as we seek your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In your most precious name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give them heaven out there. There's enough of the dark side going, going on. Be the light that outshines the darkness. Visit us at edgegodin.com and explore our emotional intelligence in Christ project, my friends. If you haven't already joined us in the course, uh, please do. We're offering a 50% savings for 
through the month of October 2022. Simply use the code EIC2022 at checkout. Again, that's Emotional Intelligence in Christ.com. You can explore the support resources there as well.